Hello and welcome to episode 338 of Fergon the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious <laughs> League Freak. You can find me on Twitter at League Freak. Hey, go there, mate. I'm pretty good, Andrew Ferguson. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going great. Um, people might wonder what the fuck we're doing right there. Um, NRL on their website today, they've just decided to go crazy with apostrophe S. Yeah. So, you know, one, let's celebrate it. I agree. And considering everyone's locked down and we're all just designed to destroy one another over slight differences of opinion and mistakes and stuff, I'm willing to say we need to find this person and have them sacked. Well, I was thinking just go postal on them. Oh, I mean, that, that's that's the genuine sentiment that people have towards one another now. We're all in it together until some fucker gets the guns out. <laughs> I saw I saw a star, an old, like old as fuck Star Trek actor saying that if you get hot, if you get COVID and you're in hospital, you should basically get no treatment if you haven't been vaccinated. It's like, how uncaring is that? That's psycho shit. What a system. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, that's why they're an actor and not a fucking medic or a politician. Exactly. How about fuck off Zulu? Yeah, I don't even, I didn't even watch Star Trek. That's how important you are. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, where were we? We are going to do the NRL 2021 fans poll. Yes. We're going to have our say. My my body is ready for this. Um, it's going to be interesting. I haven't looked at the poll yet. I've seen the first question. First question's really introductory, but I haven't looked at it at all outside of that. So it's Likewise. going to be interesting to see if they have any um, questions that really need to be answered. Yeah, I mean, we know how these things work. They're usually always set up with a an agenda yep. to make you swing in a certain direction, no matter which way you answer. Yep. Um, because for some reason... This NR, it's on the official NRL website. It is done in conjunction with the Daily Telegraph and the Courier Mail. Yeah, and like I can see why they would do that. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Hmm. Indeed, it is. So, um, okay. Let's get into it. Which Telstra Premiership team do you support? Okay. Well, I support the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Um. Do you still support the Tigers? Allegedly. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm just going to, because it's on my account, we're going to go with Tigers. Okay. I'm doing this too at the same time. So. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Wow. The Storm has the majority of supporters there, 11%. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too surprised by that. Where's the Broncos? The Broncos are pretty high at 9%. Rabbitohs at 9%. Manly at 9 Panthers at 6%. Tigers at 6%. Yeah, that's interesting. One percent of assholes don't even support a team. Well, they're like <laughs> completely void from this point in. They're old. They're old North Sydney supporters. They're all yeah. over the age of eighty-five. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, who has been the best player in twenty twenty-one? There's a fair old selection here. Yeah. DCE, Cleary, David Fafita, Fisher, Harris, Gutho, Payne, Haas, Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, Cameron Murray, Brandon Smith, Tedesco, Tom Trebojevich, Cody Walker, and other. I mean. Other has had a pretty me- mediocre season, to be honest. Yeah, uh, other needs to step up to his game. Um, oh, and if you look, and if he's not careful, he'll get signed by the Tigers. So he really doesn't need to <laughs> lift it. I'm going quite clearly with Tom Trebojevic. 
I I'm going to go at this stage still with Nathan Cleary, but at, that's at this very moment still overall season. All right, it's just I, I found a stat during the weekend. Yeah, Manly's attack scores twice as many points when Tom Trebojevic plays as to when he doesn't this year. I saw when you posted that. That was interesting. And, you know, going into this last game against Parramatta, there was a report out saying that he was not going to play that game, and I was really angry because I tipped Manly, and then he ended up playing. But since then, it's been found out that he's got a broken cheekbone, um, and he felt it break during the game. And they did tests on it, like really basic tests, and said, no, nah, it was fine. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, something's wrong, something's wrong. They did an X-ray and found that he'd cracked it, but he's got a plate in his face from a previous uh, break. And that's what kept it from turning into a catastrophic injury, apparently. So, yeah, so he's out maybe. I think that the worst-case scenario is he would miss the first week of the finals. That's crazy. I, I can't believe that it wouldn't just take him to like an F1 pit crew and they just get the fucking gun in there and just tighten up the screws and she's all fucking sweet. Get back into it. Well, you know, just before we did the podcast, I was watching a movie with The Rock in it mm. and uh, they were talking about how he has a metal plate in his head and he gets shot in the same place where the plate was and, of course, it deforms the bullet. And I was thinking about how once upon a time when somebody said, oh, they've got a metal plate in their head, you kind of thought of a piece of sheet metal in their head. Just and a lump of iron. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it was always bulletproof too. Yeah. It was always, for some reason, made out of adamantium. And, uh, yeah, but it's actually just some fastness for some screws, really. That's pretty much, yeah. People think it's like Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Tom Travoy, which has got 51% of this vote, Cleary, 18%. Everyone else, you know, don't even bother turning up. Yeah, I forgot to press vote, which is always a good thing. Um. Cameron Munster? Who's 1% that said Cameron Munster? Who's the 1% of idiots that said Clint Gutherson? Parramatta fans. Yeah, morons. Okay, next one. Uh, who's been the best coach in 2021? Now, are we talking about the best coach in the game or just the, like the coach of the season, do you reckon? I'm, well, I'm assuming they're talking about best performing coach this year. Okay. Either way, Trent Barrett doesn't get a tick. I don't want to know. I'm dying to see if he's got 1%. I hope he does, in a way. Um, I kind of do. I'm going to go... I think this is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Bellamy. Likewise. Yeah, it's it's hard to, like, look at their performances. Barrett did get 1%. Wow. Brad Arthur got 1%. Nathan Brown got 1%. Wow. People think that Trent Barrett is having a better season than Josh Hannay and Adam O'Brien <laughs> and Todd Payton. That's wow. They've, they've rated Trent Barrett on an equal level as Brad Arthur. Think about that, Parramatta fans. Um, who's been the best fullback in 2021? Well, I've already answered this question, haven't I? So I'm going Tom yeah, Tabojevic. I, I guess you have. Uh, for me... Man, this is a difficult one, actually. But, yeah, you got to go Tom Travoyevich. Yeah. I, I just did a Daily Telegraph then. Just called him <laughs> a different name. Um, at 62%. Yeah, he smashed him. Who are the Ex- morons that are picking Dylan Edwards? I don't know. Dane Laurie, 1%. I thought he might have gone a bit higher. He's had a pretty good year. Valentine um, Holmes, 0%. Yeah. Not high it's enough. Crazy. <laughs> it's, 
Tedesco just pipping Nico Hines as well. How's that? Imagine being regarded as one of the best players in the world like Tedesco is. Yeah. And a bloke who is a utility player just filling in a fullback for, you know, half the season. He's only 3% behind you on this poll. Here's the thing, though. Is James Tedesco having a good season? Like, no, he's having he's, a good season compared to most, but... He, he's just not, though. See, he's one of those blokes who isn't... I, I kind of put him in a similar category as Valentine Holmes. Not mm-hmm. not same style, but similar category where he's more of a finisher than he is a creator. I'm yes. not saying that he's not a creator. He's a very good creator, but um, he's more of a finisher. I'd say yeah. someone like um, Kalen Ponga is more of a creator than a finisher. Definitely. But here's a question for you, all right? Say you line up Tedesco at his best and Billy Slater at his best, and you put them in two teams that are not going well. Who do you think is going to have more of an impact on their team? I think Slater. I agree. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Slater just had more of an all-around game. Um, Tom Trebojevic has found, I think this year, He's improved the areas of his game where he may not have been at his strongest. I think he's just he's just been all around brilliant this year in every aspect of his game. Yeah, he has. It's been incredible to watch. And so much so, now we've got teams that are all just focusing all their attention on him and they still can't fucking stop him. Yeah, well, I mean, Parramatta going in, they knew who to stop and it, they couldn't. Yeah. So, it's interesting. All right, best winger. Um... The bloke at the top of the list should receive zero votes. David Norfolume, yeah. He's just one of those guys who um, is confused by defence. He, he sees he sees what's going on. He sees mm-hmm. his opposite number standing, standing in front of him. And in his mind, he should say, that's my man. I need to stay on him so he doesn't get around me or doesn't get through me. But in his, in his mind, instead of thinking that, he goes, I'm going to run into the middle of the field and see if I can pull off a tackle. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't do it. And then they score tries down past him, and he's like, well, what the fuck were you guys all doing? I was trying to make a tackle. <laughs> he's always he's in, up and in. He's infuriating to watch. So, um, this, Josh Adokar, I mean, had, like, it, it, he's done nothing wrong this year, right? No. But then Alex Johnson, you could say the same thing about. He, but he's he's been injured the last couple of weeks, but still, amazing season. Sivo... He's been a bit pedestrian. Tupo, I think, has had a bit of an off year. Um, I Katoa's think I know. Been in, gonna... Katoa's been injured most of the time. Willitalo has improved a fair whack this year, as has Garrick. Mm-hmm. has yeah, been really good. Felt is laughable. Rapana is laughable. Tuo has been insane. So I can't go past, Yeah, I can't go past him. Like, when he's played it, it's been absolutely ridiculous what he's been doing. On this list, I'd be going in order. Tuo, Adokar, Johnson, Mulatalo. Uh, I would, I'd probably go with how the votes have gone, actually, where it, which is to O, he got 34%, Adokar 28%, Alex Johnson 18%, and then Ruben Garrick 8%. Yeah. That's how I think I would go. Can't believe fucking awful name we got 2%. <laughs> um, best centre. We've got Crichton who I think has been pretty quiet this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, mind you, he set the bar fucking high early on. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hasn't been bad. No. He's just been quiet. Yeah. Um, Manu, Olam, 
Campbell Graham, Bradman Best, Matt Burton, Jesse Ramian, Dean Gagai, Brian Kelly. Man, I don't, I don't know. I think it's been a pretty dud year for centres, to be honest. So have I. Like, I think the fact you could make a really, really good case for it being Matt Burton says it all. Mm. Like, um, Justin Olam's been bloody good. I'm going with Olam. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's the way I'm going too. They've, the people have gone with us as well, 33%. See, we're, we're, Joey we're, Manu. we're influencers. We really are. We already <laughs> knew that, though. Yeah. Who's been the best 5'8 in 2021? Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm not picking any of those guys, I don't think. I would, I, I would say this. I would pick... Every single one of those players ahead of Jack Whiten. Absolutely. Um, I'm picking. Yeah. I'm picking other. Oh really? Okay. Don't tell me other yet. I'll try and guess who it is. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going with Cody Walker. Yeah, I can get that. Okay. Now your other. Let Adam Dewey. Think. I was about to say Adam <laughs> Dewey. How I dare you? And it's not because and this is going to sound weird. It's not because he plays for the Tigers. It's because it's because when you watch him play in games for the Tigers, yeah, he is on a completely different plane to the rest of the players on the field. That's true. Like it's it's fucking light years apart between him and everyone else he plays alongside. Having not said that, though, having said that though, if you put me in an under sevens match, I would look like Gordon Tallis. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck. First of all, fuck you. All right. I would I smash a bunch know. of seven-year-olds. I don't know. Have you seen some of those like Papua New Guinea seven-year-olds? I bet a Papua New Guinea seven-year-old is like it, it would it would be really weird. Can you imagine getting a bunch of seven-year-old Papua New Guinean kids and just dropping them in the Penrith district? And just watching the horror show that unfolds. <laughs> There's all these these little kids that are just made out of stone start smashing everyone. That'd be amazing. Little kids just bawling every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Uh, best halfback. Now for me, this was cut and dried. Oh, be- by the way, are we, Origin. The, are we giving the results of these when we were doing? Oh yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, Cody okay. Walker got thirty four percent. Luai thirty two percent. And Munster, twenty four percent, which I think is pretty high for Munster. Yeah, he's but, had a quiet season too. But given the alternative options they've put there, yeah. probably understandable. Yeah. Um, other, I'm going to assume they're all Adam Dewey has outrated Jack White. Yeah, I'm I'm open to that. <laughs> uh, best halfback, as I was saying, like this this was cut and dried for me. It was Cleary all along, but then his yeah. injuries come along. Yeah, and along with his injury, has been. DC off the back of um, Manly's improvement under Tom Trevojevic's return mm-hmm. and South's attack firing like never before and Reynolds being a big part of that. And Jerome Hughes actually looking like a seven. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you said that because I was watching the storm this last round and I was thinking, like, you know how sceptical I was when they had him at halfback and I'm watching him in this last game and I'm thinking, man, I've actually been that that word that means you're not right it's like the opposite of being right i don't less, know what it is less right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's there's just right and less right. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, that's how I find it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's fair though, because I mean, up until this year, he looked more like a six, if anything. Yeah, he was just a strong ball runner, had a good passing game and a reliable enough kicking game. But this year, his organising has gone yeah you know, to another level, mm-hmm. to the point where you know you could take Munster out of that team and it's not going to impact them at all. Yeah, like, I he's, he's he's been carrying Munster nearly all year. Yeah, it's been very strange. Um, Munster, I don't know what the deal is with him. I feel like, and you kind of hear things about Cameron Munster and nothing bad, but just that he's a little bit uh, different. And I think maybe he's one of those plays that you've just got to cop that you get what you get out of him. I know that some years he's going to be switched on and other years he's just going to be all right. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty fair. Um, interesting to see Luke Brooks on this list. Yeah. And uh, Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Pierce is on here. I'd put Pierce ahead of Moses. Oh, would ya? Oh, shit, yeah. Moses this year has just been grab the ball and pass straight away or grab the ball and kick to the corner straight away. He's been so easy to read. Well, I tell you what. After watching Newcastle this afternoon, I would take that Mitchell Moses that you described over what Mitchell Pierce was doing. Well, that's true. Pierce, though, has that in him, where he'll just have a game where everything he does is out of fucking balls. <laughs> but Moses has just been boring and pedestrian since round one. Yeah, it's very strange. that, uh, And he's not alone in that Parramatta team. No. Mitchell Moses hasn't been good since partway through last year. That's right, yeah. So uh, who are you going for in this one? I'm guessing Cleary. I- yeah, Nathan Cleary. I think that on the weekend we saw what Nathan Cleary has become in the sense of he's a very good defender, even when he's injured. And I think he is now one of those halfbacks in there. are very few of them I've ever seen where he could almost play that Alan Langer late in his career role of just guiding the team around the park, not getting too involved physically. Um and I think he is at that level now, and which is amazing. Like, I, you know, how many halfbacks ever have been able to say they could do that sort of thing? No, I agree. I think the other thing that hurt hurt his chances for me was the fact he's missed quite a few games through injury um, the back half of the season. Yeah. You know, I suppose to support the, uh, the decision to, to name him is how poor Penrith's attackers looked without him there. Yep. And I think even though it wasn't red hot when he came back, it's not going to be. He's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to take much more than the game that they played on the weekend for it to start firing again. I wouldn't be surprised if they rack up some, some points between now and the finals. Yeah, and look, I've got to say, if, if that is the level of Nathan Cleary that we're going to get for the rest of the year, I'd be happy with that. Because yeah. I think that level of Nathan Cleary is better than Everyone on this list, except maybe a Reynolds, a, a Daly Cherry Evans, and a Jerome Hughes on their best day. No, that's fair enough. So Cleary got 59%, Hughes 17%, Reynolds 10 DC 5 and everyone else is a miss. Yep. Um, best lock. Who has been the best lock in 2021? Yeah. Now, um, it would be easy in past years to just go Tormalolo click, but because yeah. he's 
because he's injured all three of his hands this year. <laughs> <laughs> he's missed a few weeks. Um, he's been dicked around with weird selections and being benched and stuff like that. I don't think he's been nowhere near as impactful as usual. So I can't I can't name him. I think Jake Trebojevic has been eh. Yeah, he's Nathan, been really quiet, eh? Yeah, Nathan Brown's been a bit bleh. Um, Radley spent most of his time being either injured or suspended. I do like his aggression, but he's just got to uh, dial it down by about 7%. Big Tino's playing a bit over the forward pack. I'm not too sure on him. Tavanga, I don't mind him, but I, I think he's a bit limited skill range. Finnegan's solid. Murray, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Murray. I'm going Isaiah. I, I know, know he's had... He's had a couple of games out, but his mobility around the middle of the field, his defence, um, he is a huge, huge, huge part of Penrith. And um, I, I think it's people underrate how important he is to the Panthers. Oh, he's he's vital to their to their forward mo- uh, mobility. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And how's that? Murray twenty eight percent, Yo twenty seven percent. Yeah, that's interesting. Tumalolo down to five. I can't remember what was he last year. Like, I mean, ninety three thousand. I don't know. Yeah, it should have been right up there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Finnegan twelve percent. Radley nine, and Tino and Jake on seven. Uh. Yeah. I wonder who other is. Anyway, best second rower. Who's been the best second rower in twenty twenty one? Um, Kikau, Madison, Harris, Liam Martin, Papali of the Isaiah variety, uh, Angus Crichton, Josh Schuster, Elliot Whitehead, Luciano Lailua, David Favita, Kenny Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, Tyson Brazil, Colin Matangi. I've got two there that stand out for me. One mm-hmm. of them's Isaiah, Isaiah Papali or Papali'i, right? Uh-huh. And the other one for me. Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, you know, I had absolutely zero doubts over who was picking for this, mm. and I clicked their name as soon as I saw it. Mm. There's neither of the ones you named. Mm. Tohu Harris. Oh, really? Yeah. Why Tohu Harris? I don't... The thing with Tohu Harris, he does so many of the one percenters absolutely perfectly nearly every single week mm-hmm. and so much of the Warriors defense and mm-hmm. their attacking play mm-hmm. is structured around his involvements. He's so vital to what they do yeah. and he's so damn good at doing those one percenters the whole time, but he gets zero, zero credit for it. It is very strange, isn't it? Like yeah, he, he is a phenomenal player and he's, he's the exception to the rule that you that if you take a Storm player out of the Storm system, they will be shit. He's just he one might... of those blokes who is just fantastic. You could put him, you could literally put him in that West Tigers pack mm-hmm. or that Bulldogs pack, and he will make those sides better. You won't make him absolute champions and put him in the finals. He will just make them better. Yeah. And you can work around him. He's just one of those blokes who just puts in 110% every fucking game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I'm going with him. Because I think you deserve some love. (laughs) I selected I selected Elliot Whitehead for two reasons. Number one, I think he's been a 
Uh, well, three reasons. Number one, I think he's been a standout in that Canberra team. Number two, he was the only one of the Poms that come over and wasn't a fucking drama queen. And uh, number three, I just want to show that I have nothing against Poms. I will pick a Pom if I think they're good. Finally, there's one, and his name's Elliot Whitehead. No, I agree with all that. I think he has had a very good season, and um, I'd even go as far as saying Canberra have looked absolutely disgraceful when he hasn't played. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think he even played one or two games at 5-8 this year when Whiten was playing Origin or might have been injured. Well, he played in the centres as well, and they really missed him in the in the forwards when he was in the centres. It was yeah. terrible. Um, they should not do that. No, they need him up there. Mm. Uh, best prop, got Josh Papali, Payne Haas, Fisher Harris, Junior Paulo, Fanua Blake, Clemmer, uh, Rhea Hargraves, Campbell Gillard, Lots of double-barreled names in here. Know, Jesse right? Bromwich, Christian Welch, Fotoaka, Daniel Saifiti, Tom Burgess, Martin Tapao, or other. I have to go James Fisher-Harris. I think he's been just rock solid. Um, yeah, this, I'm finding this one a bit tough, to be honest. Yeah. I think, there's, I think a fair few, there's a fair few names on there that have, don't deserve to be really rated that highly. Well, I think you could make a really good case for it being Jared Rory Hargraves, right? And, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think he is – it's not like he's a destroyer of worlds up front. Like, Payne Haas is a destroyer of worlds, but he also has had a good number of weeks where he hasn't been one as well. And that's where James Fisher-Harris, for me, is just so good. He's just always there, always reliable, gives you the same game – Every single week, so that's why I picked him. See, I'm I'm inclined to pick either you know two different players who would come under other okay. Moses Moses Leota or yep. Stefano Utukumanai, whatever his name is at the West Tigers. Those two blokes have just been like solid and very very reliable all year, and getting better as the season goes on, mm-hmm. which I think you don't get to see too often. Props who start the season solid and do nothing but improve the whole year. Usually they've got a low point because, you know, they're doing, they're busting their backsides every fucking week. They're working their asses off. Yeah. They're, they're going to have low points. But those two, to me, have just carried their pack and just got better and better as the year's gone on. I'm surprised, especially that Leota's not on the list. I've just pressed vote and the winner is Payne Haas by a long way. That's wrong. <laughs> I saw that there was I can't remember what commentary team it was I was watching, but they were saying that they were rating Payne Haas as being possibly being able to be as good one day as Glenn Lazarus. Oh fuck off. It's a very, <laughs> very big call. Like it would have to be he like the thing about Glenn Lazarus was his best game. And his worst game, there was maybe three percent in it, you know. And, yeah. and it was just, that's what made Shane Webke like the other great prop of the modern era. Is it might have even been less for Shane Webke. Um, Payne Haas's best and his worst are very far apart at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, Lazarus played quite a lot of games where he was on the field for the full eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see Haas ever doing that. No, and and 
I would say the other thing with Lazarus too is he came into the competition and was the leading prop in premiership winning teams straight away. And he did that until he retired and was the winning captain as a prop in a premiership winning team. So it's hard to beat that as a prop, like all time. We're talking about, I think Glenn Lazarus and Shane Webke are the two best props of all time. It's it's very hard to rate someone against those those sorts of players. Or Beatson. Beatson as well. Yeah, but I, I that's who I, I would take. I get I get taken Beatson though. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was that's a surprising one. Fisher Harris, seventeen percent. Uh Welch, nine percent, JWH eight percent, Josh Papali seven, and forget the rest. Yeah. I see Clemmer got zero. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's happened with David Clemmer this year, but average, average as fuck. Well, the problem he's got is that the halves keep changing all the time. Yeah. So the hooker doesn't get to form a combination with anyone, so there's just an awful lot of one-out stuff and next to no second-phase play going on, so he's just doing hit-ups and making tackles. Yeah. He's I saw a report where he was open to going back to the Bulldogs, possibly. <laughs> Well done, Knights. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's been the best hooker in 2021? Uh, for me, this is a, a no-brainer. I'm, I'm going Brandon Smith. I was so hoping you would say Brandon Smith because I was thinking this exact thing while I was watching the Storm game. And I'm thinking, like, because Harry Grant isn't as good as he was last year. He just isn't. And Brandon Smith, I think, if you – if if I'm the Storm and I'm making that decision right now, it's hard to not pick Brandon Smith. And that's what they're doing. That's why they're starting with him. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for me, the thing that's, that gets Brandon Smith ahead of Harry Grant is, well, Harry Grant is probably more um, skilled in attack. Mm-hmm. That's not to say Brandon Smith isn't. But mm-hmm. Brandon Smith just has the more all-around game. He's a much stronger defender. A much stronger ball runner. When he runs from dummy half, he's much harder to stop. He's that leg drive he's got in lower center of gravity. He can run like a bloody uh, like a second rower. I was, you know, the other thing I was thinking while I was watching that game, for, from a Panthers fan point of view, if it meant getting rid of Appy Corusau and Kickow and replacing them with Brandon Smith, which I reckon would work salary wise, I would do that. Yeah, I, that would be a smart move. Yeah, because I think that, that he would make the Panthers just a, an abomination to play against. They'd be terrible. They'd be a nightmare. Absolutely. Um, Cook got 13%. Brandon Smith, 53 Harry Grant, 12 Reed Mahoney, 7 Happy Coruscant, 6 Croker, 2%, which is pretty impressive given that he's a makeshift hooker this year. Josh Hodgson, 1%. <laughs> Jaden and Blake Braley. I think Jaden Braley's actually had a pretty good year. I'm surprised he's just he's as low as he is. I think he's another um, both Braley brothers. I think they're both very underrated hookers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There are. Uh, I th- I think because of the teams they play in. Yeah, it's just they're a bit out of sight, out of mind at the moment with those two yeah. teams. Jaden's just got that very solid all round game. Mm. Well, he's just going to keep giving you the same consistently solid performance every single week. He'll just give you a 7.5 out of 10 every week. Yeah. Blake, um, 
probably not as reliable, but I think his um, attacking ability is better than Jaden mm-hmm. um, because of his he's younger. He's a bit he's a bit smaller, so defensively he's not as strong yet. Mm-hmm. But I think that might improve in the next two or three years. Um, but I like watching both of them play. I think they've both got really good instincts at uh, dummy half. Yeah, I agree. And the, like, I mean, the halves have been working with like the fact yeah. that we, the fact that we're even talking about how good they are when you look at the teams they're playing in and the halves combinations they've had to deal with this year. It, it says a lot about their ability individually. Yeah, I mean, poor old Blake's had to be very good attacking wise. He said he said Chad Townsend at the side. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rookie of the year. Ooh. Sam, Sam Walker. Walker. Bruce Walsh. Uh, Joseph Suwali. Josh Schuster. Dane Laurie. I thought Dane Laurie played last year. He did, yeah. Uh, Stefano Utukamanu. Kobe Hetherington. TC Rabati. Charlie Staines also played last year. Dean yeah. Iarema. I'm going big Stefano. So very often a, a young prop as a rookie, yeah, has has as good a year as he's had. I mean, he got called in to have a look around in the uh, the state of origin camp in for the third game. Not saying that he was you know in contention, but more the fact that they see him as someone who has potential to be in that side in the next few years. Yeah, that's pretty impressive in your first full season. Oh, I can't go past off this list and, and taking out. You know, Staines, I wouldn't say he's a rookie or Dane Laurie, but I'm going to go with Reese Walsh. I think that when you look at him, he made that move mid-season to uh, a Warriors side, which wasn't very good. Then their highest paid player said, no, 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 don't give him time to, you know, settle into first grade. Give him the fullback role and I'll become a winger for a million dollars a year and I'll do it for you guys because I'm really, I'm, I'm good like that. And then... The fact that he's played behind a, a pretty bad Warriors team, and he still looked fucking good, I, I think all of that. But has as been in, rough. as in literally, not just football wise. <laughs> what do you mean? He's got those beautiful dreamy eyes. Oh well, look. First of all, they're not quite Trent Barrett dreamy, but still, give him time, mate. Give him time. <laughs> wait, wait until he finds eyeliner. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then even when you look at him, he was thrown into that whole origin mix. I just think for a young bloke, he's been put in some really bad situations. And the fact that he has not fallen apart, I, I just find that extraordinary. So I've got to go with him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Sam Walker gets the uh, the top vote. Um, I suppose if you keep throwing those those long... Harbour Bridge passes over the top of the winger, keeps scoring tries. It's hard to hard to uh, say no to that. You'd think teams would have figured that out by now. You would have. You know what? I'm really worried about Sam Walker. He's he's um he's slight, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting it. Like even when the Panthers played him, and Kikau just kept on blasting into him, and I just feel as though he. I don't know. I just I really worry about him when I watch the, him play. The funny thing about that matchup mm. is that the ratio of the amount of human was kick out was kick out was two to one. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know there, there was a a tackle on the weekend and it was uh kick out tackled Ravalawa. Now Ravalawa is he's one of those it's like human Sevo 
you kind of see them playing and you you've got to laugh because they literally look like superheroes they're so big and kick out fucking tackled Ravalawa and was so much bigger than him it was ridiculous yeah <laughs> that was insane um okay so we've got here best recruit who's been the buy of the year Hmm, they've been Tino, Adam Fennell Blake, Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow's been pretty good lately. Ever since mm-hmm. he shaved his hair and got a little strange, he's been pretty good. Um, Isaiah Papali, Dane Laurie, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Bison Frizzell. Eh. He's been... Rem- no. Sorry. No, no, no. Frizzell has been no. Remus Smith, no. Mm-hmm. Harry Grant's not a recruit. He was on no. loan and come back. Stefano, what's his last name? Utoi Kamanu. Yep. He's been all right. Benji Marshall early on, I would have had him in there, but, he, you know, he took some time off, which was fine. It was for family he, reasons. He, he had a baby. that again, yeah. Yeah. Well, he that, didn't have the baby, but, you know. Oh, come um, on. He's, he's a magician. I'm sure he did. You're just biased. <laughs> Look at you. You make, you make another human being, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, he probably did all the work. Of course um, he did. <laughs> James Tamo. That's a no. That's a hard no. Jack Burt. That's oh, a hard sorry. no. Some, something about being in Penrith when I see the name Jack Burt. Ah, oh, my my shoulder just wants to hit something. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Reese Walsh. He's been a pretty good one. Mm. Kieran Foran. Fuck no. Um, I'm going Dane Laurie. I'm going Dane Laurie as well. It's nice to see the West Tigers recruit a first grader. <laughs> Yeah, it's good for a change. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Papali'i has won with 35%. Um, David Fafita and Harry Grant, 11%. Wow. Um, Reese Walsh, 10%. Benji, 8%. Oh, it's all disappointing. That is Jack, a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, best captain. Where's um, Gutherson? Oh, there he is. Don't yeah. click that one. No, no, we're not clicking that one. It's got to be Jared Croker, doesn't it? I'm just kidding. Um, because he hasn't been on the field. Has <laughs> there ever been a captain that has improved their team by not being on the field more than him? <laughs> oh, boy. This, we should give him the Kurt Gidley Award. <laughs> um, captain for the bench. You know what? I'm going with Tedesco. And cool. it's because... He's had a team which has been falling apart around him. Three retirements, a couple of season-ending injuries. All to keep players all very early in the season. And he's still got that Roosters team in the top five. I think that's something pretty impressive, to be honest. Especially he's having a few rookies come into the side. Another new halfback up. They got rid of um, Shane Flano's boy. Yeah, look, I you've, you talked me into it. You make some really good points. I think Isaiah Yo has been up there. I think Adam Reynolds, especially when you consider all of the the possibility of the off-field stuff really being an issue, and he kind of has made sure it hasn't been. Even as his teammates, like after games and stuff, are talking about how they wish they'd kept him. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Tedesco. Yeah, uh, there you go. Tedesco, 18%. Cleary, 17 Reynolds, 15 DC, 11 It's interesting. Cleary's that high, hey? Yeah. 
I don't think he's done a bad job. I mean, you can't really say no to him given that you know, Penrith's run defeated for half the year. Yeah, I think the other thing is too that you wondered if it was going to be too much and we talked about it on the podcast and it turned out it was completely a non-issue really. Yeah. Uh, most improved player in 2021, Harper Lee. Man, he was, especially the first half of the season, he was untouchable. Yeah, he was great. Hughes, fuck, that's a tough one to beat. Nico Hides has been pretty bland, brilliant. Brian Tuo has gone to another level. Will Kennedy has gone definitely gone to another level. Mm-hmm. Tyson Gamble, right, eh, no. Uh, Colin Matangi, he's been better, but he's not been the same level as other guys. Tabua for Dow, not really. Tupanua, eh, Rudolph, he's been better, but still, eh. Yo, I think he's been consistently as strong as he was last year. Yeah, same here. Um, Daniel Saifidi, I don't, I don't get the love for Daniel Saifidi, sorry. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, for, me, this is, for me, this is between Hughes, Hines, 2-0, and Kennedy. For me, it's Papali'i, Hines, who we... You really just didn't know who he was this time last year. And To'o, like, it's hard to... To'o this time last year was an all right winger, and now he is a top-of-the-line... Well, I mean, we both picked him as the best winger. Yeah. Um, And it's not just that, like, he's... It's not like it's... Oh, he's, he, last year he scored four tries, and now he scored 17. It's like, no, the, the metres he's doing, and they're real metres, it's... uh. It's kind of unbelievable, really. It's insane. It's the stuff, what he does every week is the stuff that players like RTS would do every now and then, and people mm. would go, oh, my God, that's insane. Tuo's doing it every week. Yeah, and, like, he he never, he always pushes through the line. Like, he never gets just tackled. You never no, see right. him get just tackled. It's always, like, he gets hit, and then everything gets moved five more metres at least. Yes. He actually makes the earth spin a bit faster when he runs. He does. He's like, I remember when Superman, he he made time go backwards because he went around the earth the other way, which I'm pretty sure is scientifically accurate. To'o does it the other way. That's right. Time speed up, yeah. I mean, that would fix our daylight saving. (laughs) 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 So, look, I've... I... I'm torn here. I'm, I genuinely believe, in my mind, mm-hmm. it's Brian Tuo. Yep. A part of me wants to pick Nico Hines, mm-hmm. but I've decided to go Will Kennedy because I think Will Kennedy, you know, improved an awful lot last year. This mm-hmm. year he has brought a little bit more to his game, so much so that he's now become a, you know, an integral part of the Sharks' attack. He's also become a lot more safer at the back. Yeah. He's, he's um his positional awareness has improved immensely this year as well as at fullback. Um, so I'm going with him there. Okay. I'm, I'm just showing a bit of love because I don't think he's going to get much. There you go. I went I went to O. Let's have a look. Nico Hines, thirty four percent. Papali twenty four to O and Hughes ten percent. Well, there you go. Who will win the twenty twenty one Grand Final? Oh man! What tigers aren't on the list? What is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if other was just massive if it won this. <laughs> uh, That'll be Broncos, Tigers, Bulldogs, Cowboys. 
I I still am saying it's a three horse come race. On. I mean, come on, tigers are still mathematical. Mathematical, as other warriors. Why are they not on the list here? That's they just other. This is bullshit. This, it's an outrage, is what it is, Andrew. It's racism. That's <laughs> racism. <laughs> Looks like somebody that put this list together is an anti-vaxer. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah, this is between the top two, top three teams there. Storm, Penrose, South. Yeah, I, look, no one's I, close to them. I, I got a, I'm picking the Storm at the moment, but I got to say, after this last week of games, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really confident about the Panthers. I'm less confident about the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs' defense still worries me a little. Yeah, not all the time, but the defense still worries me. The thing that saves them is. Um, there's a bit of West Tigers 2005 about them. They can make up for shitful defence at times by just being able to score points whenever the fuck they feel like it. Yeah, they've got a they've got the ability to pull something out of their ass. Mm. The the thing that worries me is the Storm and the Panthers are 80 minute teams. Souths are about a 35 minute team, and I think that that 35 minutes is going to have to be bloody good to beat. Penrith or the Storm. I think for me too, the the Storm and Penrith are genuine defensive sides. Like yeah. everything they do works off the back of their defence, not their attack. South or the other way around. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Storm fifty eight percent. Penrith fourteen. South eleven. Manly nine. Um, Roosters and Eels two percent. That's very high for Parramatta. I'm that... surprised the Parramatta are two percent higher than the Dragons, and the Dragons are zero. One percent for Titans. Yeah, one percent for other. Wow. Yeah, Tigers hands again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which team do you most like to see your team beat? Uh, um, well, as a West Tigers fan, I want the option to say any. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Is there a somebody on this list? There's <laughs> <laughs> somebody. <laughs> um. It was like two in a row. That's nice. We've only had that happen every like that happens like once or twice every two or three years. We've had it twice this year, so we're not going to get it for the next three years. Uh, this is a tough one because it just depends. Like I, I've got different reasons for enjoying beating different teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, I lived in Brisbane. I lived in Brisbane. I hated the ads that they had on TV that involved all the Broncos players. So I like seeing them lose because they're shit acting. Okay. Same applies for the Knights. Um, I, I like it when the Panthers beat the Roosters because they're the soulless plaything of a rich man. Mm. Uh, the Bulldogs, um, nine eighty-eight. Terry Lamb on Ellery Hanley. Uh, the forget. Raiders because I enjoy the salty taste of tears. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the Dragons for exactly the same reason. <laughs> uh, the Warriors because. Fuck it. Kick them while they're down, I say. <laughs> Parramatta. Um, I don't know. They, some of their fans... Uh, I, I love Parramatta fans. There's a small section of their fans mm-hmm. that are utter fuckwits. And the yeah. rest of them are no different to the way I support the West Tigers, and that is we kind of, even though things might seem to be going okay, they're always expecting the worst. And when it happens, they're like, ah, oh, see, I knew it was going to happen. And then they take the shit out of their own team. So for a lot of Parramatta fans, I, I sympathise with them. I get on well with them. Um, 
But it's good to, to see them lose every now and then. Not because I want anything to happen to the fans, but it's just good to see Mitch Moses lose his shit and have a sook. Wow, they got really deep. <laughs> and Gutho. Uh, Gutho getting sworn at by Moses. That's always fun. That is true. Um, what else? Knights, because what they did in Deliverance. Well, that's fair enough. Yep. Um, Penrith, because of fucking Northern. <laughs> now, you, you know why I want to see the Tigers beat Penrith? Yeah. Is hopefully Penrith go, oh, that Tigers team's pretty successful. Maybe we should pinch their CEO. One day it'll <laughs> happen. You'll take the fucking prick back. <laughs> it's interesting that the, the people that push the idea that there's a rivalry there, <laughs> like, what is the end game that they want? I, I don't know. I, I, I see no rivalry. No. I, I don't get it. There's, there's never been a rivalry between the Tigers and Penrith. Although, I will say this, and, and this is not going to be nice to hear. After the 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 win earlier this year, and it was a win. I like I never said anything bad about the West Tigers win over the Panthers. They got the win, but the way that it was <laughs> celebrated, and just the no, thought it, of like it was it was the grand final against the best Penrith team ever. Yeah, what, what are you going on about? <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, Dally Messenger in that side. <laughs> I just, every part of every me, immortal was playing for Penrith that day. Are you going to try and take that away from the Tigers fans, mate? So he's, he's hard thing, judge. <laughs> here's the thing that worries me, right? I'm thinking this. I'm sure the Panthers are probably thinking this too. And I don't know when we play the Tigers next, but I know it's coming up. And if they're thinking half of the stuff I'm thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm I'm expecting that when the Tigers play Penrith next, the Penrith should put close to 70, 70, maybe 80 points on by halftime. Yeah. 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 That'll, that'll shut the Tigers, or should shut the Tigers' hands up. They wait. They'll still be bitching. Well, fucking Ivan. I would like to see if, if they are up by 60, I would like to see Ivan come down to the sideline and I'd like to see them drape like a, a, you know, like a king's sort of red cape over him and put a crown on his head as he sits back in a chair and then somebody comes in with the drink and he just sits there sipping a drink while while I put on another 18 points. All I want to see is once they hit 50, yeah. so Ivan just gets out a bus driver's hat, <laughs> he puts it on and he just yeah. grabs hold of those little um, horns that you just squeak. And every time, yeah. the, every time the Panthers put on more points, just goes, honk, honk, next stop, or ding, ding. <laughs> what? Okay. And, and, and then obviously blow a kiss. How about this? How kiss, about please. this? They get to 50. Ivan just takes a player off the field. They get to 60. He takes a second player off the field. They get to 70. He just walks in and says, you know what? I've had my fun. I'm happy to invoke the mercy rule. Let's just call it quits now. You know. Come back to my place. Green cordials all around. What if he he, he gets to he gets to seventy? He gets up. He starts warming up. <laughs> he just go. Actually, you know what? He goes down to Dylan Edwards and says, "Mate, trust me, I got this." Yeah. <laughs> and then outperforms him. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be hard. No. <laughs> um, um, I think we've gone through most of them. 
which oh, which team? Did, I I didn't pick a team. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with South because 1909 apparently. Okay. I'm keeping my my team to myself because then everyone remembers that I hate all of them. Oh, look, um, everyone's picked the Storm. Well, 32 percent was the Storm. Wow. 13 to the Roosters. 10 percent against the Broncos and the Panthers. Eight against Manly. Seven against Parramatta. There you go. One percent against the West Tigers. That's, no when one, you know, that's when you know you're making an impact. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about beating you anymore. <laughs> if you were starting a club, who is the first person you'd sign? Oh, look, we finally got a proper question. Yeah, this is actually interesting. We're only 52 minutes into this fucking thing. <laughs> um, good work, Daily Telegraph. Who's the first player you'd sign? This one's easy for me. It's Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I figured you'd probably go with that. Yeah, it's hard to go past him. Like a a young goal-kicking halfback that's a good defender, comes from a good family, dad's a coach. He just kind of ticks lots of boxes. Yeah, I'm going with Cleary as well. Tom Trevojevic yeah. got the top vote, though, at 30%. Wow, he's made a biscuit, though. Well, there you go. Metal biscuits. Got that metal adamantium plate in his head. That's right. Brandon Smith, 7%. Tedesco, 6%. Latrell and Harry Grant, 5%. Interesting. Who, which player will win the Dalian medal this year? I think it's going to be Tom Trebojevic. Yeah, I do too. Whoa. As does whoa, 60% of the population, eh? Wow. Well, wow, 1% says Mitch Moses. You deluded fucks. Idiots. <laughs> Others said 2%. Um, on a scale of that. 1 to 5... How would you rate the performance of the referees in 2021? Okay. Okay. So the referees, see, this is a problem with these things. The referees themselves, I think, are doing an outstanding job. But the shit that the referees are being asked to do is atrocious. So I'm going to say the referees themselves have been a four. I've picked picked four as well. It's because... The rules are constantly, I mean, they're fucking fluid. They change every few weeks. Remember the, we had all the shit rules that came at the start of the year and then all of a sudden they went to do a crackdown on high tackles, which lasted about 37 minutes and then it was like half in, half out. So like half the referees went to a meeting and didn't know that they'd stopped doing the crackdown. Mm-hmm. Some are still doing it. It's just, it's fucking balls up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going four there as well. Yeah. Oh, surprise, surprise, everyone's gone three, 38%. Four, 21%. Well done, people. 18% said two, 18% said one, 4% said five. At least the majority of them are saying, yeah, they're not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, how often should the referee's bunker be used? The same, less, or more? God. Imagine being the sort of person that clicks more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no issue with how the bunker's being used. So I'm just going to go the same. Oh, really? I have gone less. I'm at yeah. the point now where I want all video technology removed from decision-making process. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I, I've got no issue with it. The issue is not so much the technology. It's the, it's the clowns using it. Okay. Yeah. We need to get people who are not just referees using it. We need to get people who can yeah, get cameras on better angles. And getting people to understand how to use that stuff. And there's times when, you know, 
It'd be helpful to actually have a player in there as well as a referee helping with the whole decision-making, saying, you know what, there are some things you just have to watch at full speed and some things you have to watch slowed down. Like, so, when a ball's being planted on the ground, slow that shit down. There was one today when Aaron Woods got done for a strip, uh-huh. and for all money, he was just trying to hold the player up and push him back and just sort of wrapping the ball up. Yeah. And he got he got pinged for a strip. I'm going, he's... There's no raking motion. He wasn't looking for the ball or feeling for it. He was just putting his arms under there and just happened his arm went on the ball. Yeah. And it was a loose carry, but he got done for it. And he just, some things, if you slow it down, then obviously he's going to slowly move his arm away. It's going to, oh, that's a raking motion. He's moving his arm away, for fuck's sake. You know, just, you know, there's some common sense things that they don't think about there, but that just comes down to the people using it. They're trying to find a reason to overturn a decision if they can, which I think is the wrong attitude to have. See, I, the the way I look at it is the problem with rugby league is the people, and I want to remove as many people out of rugby league as possible. And I think that the only equipment the referee should have is a whistle, and that's it. I, I, I'm done with the video ref. I'm done with the coaches' challenges, the players' challenges, all of the the stopping and having a committee meeting and shit. I'm over it. I want to see human beings out there making mistakes. I am largely with you on that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not opposed to the bunker being there, but everything else, absolutely. Okay. I've, I've Look, hated the bloody ref challenge thing all along. Nothing about it makes sense. It's just a fuck up. It's horrible. So horrible. Yeah. Um, should the NRL bunker rule on forward passes? Yes, no, only for try-scoring plays, don't care. No. Um, I'm going with don't care. <laughs> 46% say yes. God. Hang on. People saying that the... Um, 52% said the bunker should be used less, but they're saying that they should be <laughs> doing more Looking at more when it comes to try scoring plays. Seventy nine are saying yes or and only for try scoring plays. Eighteen percent are saying no. That seems I, crazy. I can't believe that and you know what? They're gonna bring it in. They go by these polls. Mm. Fuck. Do you believe the NRL's new six again rule is a positive addition to the sport? Where's the fuck no option? <laughs> yeah. I've pressed oh. no, obviously. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 52% said yes, it is a positive addition. You stupid fucking assholes. Fuck. See, that's the power of the media constantly pulling on Vlandy's dick. I've been, you know, all weekend I'm watching the games and for all the other problems there are, the six again calls are still the worst problem. Mm-hmm. They have destroyed the game. Yeah. Destroyed it. I fucking hate it. They, you know, we need to do another episode of What's Killing Rugby League and do a serious one. We do. I fucking I, hate actually, those six again. I think we should do a, an episode of the state of the rules of rugby league. Actually, that's good. we'll go through every rule and just go, right, we need to amend this, get rid of that, sack this. Pull out. We'll be like, page 27, segment B, amendment 42. Subclause A. Yeah. 
That's a yes from both of us then? Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the next page. That'll be riveting. You'll be able to hear us turning pages. Yeah. Um, how many captain's challenges should each team get? Well, I've gone with zero. Zero. Oh, fuck's sake. Ugh. 3%. Well, no, 5% said more than two. How could you want more of that shit? That's 46% are saying four or more, uh, two or more. That's insane. <sighs> That's just stupid. Would you like to see the introduction of transfer windows? No. What does that even mean? No one's going to abide by it anyway. But people say transfer windows, and it's like, what, are, what do you mean? And they say, well, don't you think it would be cool mid-season if players could switch teams? Like, what, like now? And they're like, no, no, I mean a transfer window. It's like, you mean if they they may, could change teams before a certain date? Yeah, like June 30. No, I mean a transfer window. It's like, I think people that talk about transfer windows should be fed into a fucking, a grass fucking shredder. Turn into soil and green. They really should be. They should be turned into blood and bone and yeah. sold at fucking farm at, uh, nurseries and shit. Fucking um, fricks. The people who bang on about transfer windows are people who watch a lot more soccer than they do rugby league. Yeah. Um, stupid idea. Um, I'm going no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for a sec. Sixty-four percent say yes. Sixty-four. Ugh. Fuck. This anyway, is concerning. This is this really is. We need to get rid of PVL very soon because he's going to start bringing all this shit in. He is. He um, is. Well, we better answer the rest of the questions before we start getting a bit miserable. Um, how many teams should contest the NRL final series? Eight, less, or more? I'm happy with eight. I'm saying less. Okay. I'm happy. I'd be happy with the top six, purely because okay. seventh and eighth have proven to be almost largely ineffective in final series. They're too far off the pace. So just have a top six and be done with it. I um, can see that point of view. 74% say eight. 21% say less, 4% say more. Well, those 4% are morons. Should the <laughs> number of teams in the NRL change? Uh, keep it the way it is. Add new teams in new locations. Decrease the number of teams. Relocate existing teams. I am going to go with relocate existing teams. Fuck it. I'm going with add new teams in new locations. That means not Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane. Oh, 50% agree with me. 36% say keep it the way it is, 4% decrease the number of teams, and 10% want to do some relocating. You know, I was thinking about the women's competition. They've expanded at six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they had a, they've got it. They literally start with a clean slate. What do they do? Let's just Sydney start Brisbane. shitloads of fucking Sydney teams. Let's yeah. start there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, here's one for fun. On a scale of one to five, how would you rate the performance of the NRL administration in 2021? Why is there not a zero? Okay. Now, let's be fair. Let's be fair here, Andrew. Okay. I think the fact that they have kept the competition running up there in Brisbane and they have done it on very, very, very quick turnarounds is pretty extraordinary. Okay. I'll give them one more than zero for that. Okay. One. Okay. They've got one. What else have they got? 
Is that it? That's it. Okay, they've done one thing. Credit where it's due, they've done one thing. Oh, look at you idiots fucking sucking on Blaney's dick. Wow. Um, <laughs> 83% said five. You idiots. 33% say four, 30% say three, 10% say two, and all the smart people, 9% of us say one. <laughs> Do you support the increased use of the sin bin for foul play? It depends what they has, call foul play. Has it been increased? I don't think it has. I think they're asking, would you? Mm. Then they would have said, would you? That do you support? It's a good. Yeah, they're, they're suggesting that the there has been an increased use of the sin bin. I don't like. I, I think any time you could use the sin bin and it's reasonable, I like it. I like what. Sixty-six percent say yes. Yeah, that's interesting. 31% say no. Who is your favourite TV play-by-play caller? Um, mine at the moment, it's between Warren Smith, who it's been for a long time, mm-hmm. and Dan Ganane. Um, I'd probably still go Warren Smith. I'm going Warren Smith. Um, I don't mind Vossi either. Ray Warren's well past it. Dan Ganane just says... Goodbye. Oh, far too much for my liking. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Dear. Oh, so much. Brenton Speed, I can't even remember the last time he called a game. A lot of people didn't like him. I, I, no, I didn't I, mind I, him. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was good. Matthew Thompson. I assume he's on Channel 9, is he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I don't like Andrew Voss's calls at all. Ray Warren, I can't even... Did he call Origin this year, Ray Warren? Probably. Uh, Vossi got 35%, Ray Warren 30%, Janine 12%. Goodbye. Uh, Warren Smith 10%, Thompson and Speed 2%. Other got 10%. Who's the other, do you reckon? I don't know. The other is just all Braith and Asta. Who's your favourite TV analyst? Oh, this is interesting. Why is okay, Braith Nasta not on this list? There's no Braith Nasta. That's ridiculous. Okay, go through the list. Go through the list. Sterlo, Matthew Johns, Cooper Cronk, Andrew Johns, Michael Ennis, Phil Gould, Brad Fittler, Billy Slater, Thurston, Cameron Smith, Darren Lockyer, Alana Ferguson. Well, I have to pick other. TV analyst. I'm probably going to go with um, Michael Ennis. Um, I think, see, I don't, I only hear Billy Slater during commentary, so I don't see him wrapping up the games and stuff like that. Yeah, Cooper Croc would be good, but I don't think Fox Sports are using him properly. Um, Matthew Johns is not an analyst. No. He's an anal. (laughs) Analyst. Um... I just... <laughs> He'd find I, that uh, funny. Oh, you said bum. <laughs> oh, bum. You've got a, you've got a bum, Heidi, and we call you Heidi too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, I can't stand Cooper Cronk. I just think that, I don't know, there's something about him, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but he's not my, he's not my cup of tea. Um, I think I'd have to go Billy Slater on this list, and that's just basically on... His commentary. Well, you go. Sterlow, 23%. Matthew Johns, 14 What? Kronk, 13 Andrew Johns, 10 Ennis and Gould, 9 Fittler, 6 Slater, 5 
Thurston four, other three, Cameron Smith two. Wow. Am I crazy or is the are the votes on this list exactly the way that it was posted before you voted? Almost. Almost, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird. It's the first yeah. time I've noticed that. Okay. Uh, speed of the game. What do you think of the speed of the game? Just right, too fast, too slow? Too fast. Uh, no, 63% that's just right. Oh, morons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the introduction of the two-point field goal? No, there's that's, no way. That's a hard no. Oh, look, 69% say yes. <laughs> Fuck. Why are people so stupid? Oh, oh man. PVO really is a man of the people. He really People is. are morons. Oh, that's the end of it, too. Yeah. Oh, look, I feel bad. Look, people, we've tried to do the right thing to help you out and get the game back to what it used to be, i.e. competitive and enjoyable to watch. But there's an overwhelmingly large number of, um, let's call them fucking idiots out there, who mm. are answering this poll. So go through, pick whoever you want for all the player requir- you know, questions and stuff. But when you get to the end there, be sensible like us and answer the way we did and try and get this thing tipped into the favour of normal. And if you're of a certain age and you've always wondered why you turn up to a petrol station and the word unleaded is there, it's because people have voted this way because we used to put lead in the petrol and it's had an effect on the society that we're in. And lead is very bad for your decision-making. And you can see that through the end of this poll because the decisions people have been making are fucking moronic. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, so uh, make sure you get out there. Um, it's uh, The link is nrl.com slash daily telegraph fan spoll. <laughs> I like that like for some reason. Yeah. Um, get on there and, and put your votes in. Please. Please, please put your votes please. in. Please, let's, let's take our game back and make it normal again. Yeah, just let's make it fun to watch. Yeah, not a burden or a chore. Yeah, yeah. Let's not make it something that we sit down for two hours just to get angry at. Yeah, we're supposed to rage watch um, and hate watch NRL 360, not the actual NRL. Yeah. Like if I wanted to sit down and, and watch a bunch of people yapping to each other about something I don't care about and I'd rather just be watching footy, I'd go and watch The View or something. Why not? Yeah. I'd go yeah. and watch one. What's that that show they have on Channel 10 in the morning where it's those fucking chicks and they all just yap at each other? <laughs> it's just that they, they'll call it something like the desk or the fucking, <laughs> the, I don't know. I just know that it exists and it shouldn't. It's yeah. for, it's is for people. That, is there a Scottish bloke on it or something? A Scottish bloke? Yeah. I don't know. It's the sort of show that, like, every 15 minutes, Moira turns up to sell you something, <laughs> like a fucking pillow or a, some slap chop or something, you know? Here's another thing, cut through a shoe. Thanks. Yeah. Always needed one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, is a, this is a fine piece of Japanese engineering. That's why we're flogging it here for fifty nine ninety five. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Um... I suppose that's a uh, that wraps up a good episode. 
Yeah, it's been a fun one, Andrew. It's it's good to uh, record an episode, and and uh, we'll record many more episodes this week. Absolutely, we will. Yeah. So, um, I think that's pretty much it. Make yep. sure you go go to uh, patreon.com slash leaguefreak and give him your coins. You give me all the coins, okay? Yeah, that's right. All the, all the time and effort I put into your people, you people and your entertainment, at least you will fucking do is pay me for it, you bludgers. Some some people listening aren't bludgers, so I no, no, say that. Right. It's just the vast majority of them, that's all. Yeah, the ones who aren't patrons. Yeah, yeah. And while you're at it, Okay, while you while I'm getting blood from this stone, yes. why don't you go to patreon.com forward slash RL project? It is a fantastic adults only website. No, that's a different one. It is a <laughs> website in which all of the best rugby league statistics are all in one place. It's the number one site for rugby league statistics. There's other sites out there that try. Well, let's face it. They're what we call horse shit. Andrew's <laughs> is the best. Andrew's one is number one. It is the stock standard. It's the Google of rugby league stats. And if you're not contributing to that financially, I hate your fucking guts. And, and so does Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strong words. Strong words. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to be real, man. <laughs> you got to go hard. Yep. Um, all right. Well, uh, on that uh, on that strong note, make sure you uh, check us out on the socials on Twitter and Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, God knows where else. Um, so check us out on all of those. Follow, subscribe, like stuff. You know, you know the process. Do all of that. Uh, make sure you go to your. Um, podcast listening device and give us a five-star re- uh, rating and write a review. We'll read that out on the podcast and Freak will pop it up on our website. I will do. And make sure you also grab everyone's phones in your house and give us five-star reviews on their phones as well and subscribe on their phones. Um, that's just what you should do as a follower. Yeah. Also, go to Harvey Norman and do the same thing to all their computers there. I put my website on uh, JB Hi-Fi iPads, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, I think everyone should do that, and that would be fantastic. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I've got a brand-new Instagram account. Oh, yes, you have. Look up the Glorious League Freak on Instagram, and you'll see it. I put up a picture of my knife. You should see my knife. It's nice. Sweet. Ah, right, well, now you've got that out of the way. Yep. I'll let you go and spend some time alone with your knife. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out at sheath. <laughs> nice. And um we will catch you all next time, I think. Might be a good thing to do. Freaky's gonna be too close to that knife. <laughs>